0: Another, another digital, another digital citizen.
1: Another digital citizen.
0: Another digital citizen.
1: Another digital citizen. 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 Citizen.
2: Back, but not uh, by popular demand. It's another digital citizen episode 305. I'm Fro. With me, I have Luke. Hi, Fro. Everybody, how's it going? It's going okay. It's been one very, very long week. Long week, okay. I had like a really yeah. busy
3: week, but I wouldn't say it was long. It felt really short in a way. Like every day felt like it went by really fast, so that was that was my week.
2: Nice. Uh, yeah, now I'm looking forward to the weekend. Uh, summer slam this weekend, so that will be fun. Oh it's not cancelled then. No, I guess not. Uh Friday we start with uh AEW uh in Chicago. Mm-hmm. There are some rumors a very unknown wrestler called CM Punk will return there. I never heard of it. Right, okay. Yes. Uh then on Saturday it's NXT TakeOver. Uh, The card for that looks Emmys. Balls. Uh, Then on Sunday, it's uh, SummerSlam. So, three days filled with wrestling. Ah, well, great. I
3: might watch the AEW stuff. I'm not going to watch the WWE stuff. If I'm not busy, maybe I'll watch the AEW stuff. They have, like, a new TV show out. Yes,
2: uh, it's called...
3: A a rampage EW or something
2: rampage right yes that is uh, what it's called now it's uh, it's been a long week because i think uh, mainly because we recorded one day earlier last week well yeah so that's maybe why it feels
3: one extra day uh, for sure uh yeah those yeah. first wednesday thursday friday were d- definitely super hot here uh mm-hmm. like so hot. Uh, have I basically just stayed at in my parents' house, who have really good air conditioning, and even then the air conditioning couldn't keep up really with how hot it was uh, inside the house. That's how hot it was. Um, oh, wow. It was it, yeah, and then what? T- t- yesterday it just started raining, and it was like you know mid sixties. Very strange summer.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's almost like there's climate change or something. Uh, something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. It's almost like seasons have different days and different days has different weather. It's almost like, yeah, it is a little like that. I was thinking about it. It's it's kind of it's kind of funny. Everywhere you go around the world, you will find someone to talk to about the weather. I mean, the weather is very universal thing to talk about. Like we we. In Norway, we're extremely occupied by the weather. Uh, we talk about the weather a lot of in, in Norway for some strange reason. Is that a thing that you do in America as well? I think or it's I just general think? small talk is like
3: yeah. the weather. I mean, I guess just now I was just saying it because I talked about it last week and it was the reason we didn't do the show last week. But gen- like, If you see somebody that you don't know that well, general easy small talk is like, oh, it's kind of hot today. That kind of small talk, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Man, how about that rainstorm last night? That. That's just like general, easy small talk that I think a lot of people use, so. Yeah.
2: Yeah, uh, it's, <laughs> I think it's uh, pretty universal. Yeah, no, uh, then, yes, uh, no. Uh, Monday night after I talked to you, I started having computer problems. Uh, So I have had uh, two and a half days trying to fix my computer. It's still not 110% uh, fixed, so I'm a bit annoyed and don't really know what's wrong. Yeah, that's annoying. Uh,
3: Mm -hmm. And you've done all the troubleshooting you can. Yeah, that's always... It's kind of like... You have to start over at the beginning and do everything you did all over again, probably. That's the only way to to do it. All the troubleshooting yeah, so, you did once, you have to do it
2: over again. So, my keyboard doesn't want to work with my computer all of a sudden. I tried changing batteries. I tried to pair it back and forward. I tried to switch keyboards. Yeah. It's it's, extremely wet. It's probably a Bluetooth driver. I had a problem with yeah. something.
3: Headphones, Bluetooth headphones, that I had a problem with that at one point, yeah.
2: Yeah. Hey, look, I want to take you in the time machine. Uh, one, yeah, actually underneath a month ago, uh, Mr. Biden was on TV and said he was not worried about getting out of uh, Afghanistan because he was 110% sure that uh, the Afghanis could uh, stand against uh, the Taliban do you remember that yeah he said he gave them thousands, thousand what
3: tens hundreds of thousands it was I think it was tens of thousands of dollars worth of weaponry something like yeah. thirty thousand dollars worth of weapons or maybe it was more than that I don't even remember and that's why he uh, and, uh, he said that they were able to stand up to the to the Taliban is because they had all of our weaponry
2: yeah, and also you've been there training them. So that means that you... So they know how to yeah, use the weaponry, right. Use the weapons. Uh, so when but, the Taliban go ahead. comes and and, and, and attack you, the country, you you will guess that uh, they are prepared, right? Right?
3: Well, here's the problem. They have the weapons. We train them to use the weapons. They didn't use the weapons.
2: Ah, they didn't use the weapon. That is the fucking uh uh-huh. Right. <laughs> they just basically a lot. Well, there
3: was some fighting, maybe a, sm- a small amount, but a lot of the army, uh, the Afghan army that we trained, just laid their weapons down and you know, gave over the country to the Taliban. Is basically what happened. They they were never probably going to fight Uh, what I'm to understand is most of the army it was already corrupt they were only in it for money they didn't really care about uh the democracy that they were supposed to be upholding a lot of them were corrupt in a way that they were already even working with the Taliban so
2: I have a question what the fuck have you done in Afghanistan the last 10 years 20 years 20 years yeah um not much apparently right um Aren't you glad you pay your taxes so all of your money to the military has gone down there so they can prepare for this Taliban takeover?
3: Uh, Well, I mean, this is a long story. It goes way back, I mean, to the 1980s and uh, when the Russians had taken over Afghanistan and then left. And m- multiple different uh, factions of the Islamic State broke up, and there were different warring factions in the country. And uh, t- the Taliban ended up taking over, what, in the 90s, I want to say? Mm-hmm. Right, and then uh, they. Well, actually, I have a thing here that I read. Uh, banning opium production provided needs for the. Uh, means for the Taliban to p- cooperate with the international community particularly the US and com- provided increased revenue in 97 the foreign ministry used a statement of making opium production illegal uh, they then decreed a complete ban on poppy cultivation in 2000 the next year the amount of poppy planted was the lowest on record at least a tenth of the amount from the previous year uh, because the Taliban collected custom Revenue from poppy production, the decreased supply of poppies, increased the original price of the poppies. Uh, The U.S. noticed the Taliban's tremendous success and responded with a $43 million grant to the Taliban government to curb poppy cultivation. (laughs) Uh, That's what we were doing there. (laughs)
2: Yeah. We gave them $43 million in 2000. Then something happened twenty years ago. I don't, I don't really m- remember. It wasn't any significant thing. Well, it was this
3: nine eleven thing, which actually the Taliban
2: really? was a very I against nine eleven. Al Qaeda
3: is the is actually a they, at certain times they were working together, and other times Al Qaeda and mm-hmm. the Taliban weren't were fighting factions. And when it came to nine eleven, the Taliban disagreed complete completely with. Um, attacking other countries. And Al-Qaeda, yep. they believed in, in spreading the jihad across the world, where the Taliban was like, no, we just want to focus on Afghanistan, and we don't agree with you on that. So it was like a weird uh,
2: a weird thing at the time after 9-11. The Bush uh, started sending some troops down there. Right. Um, uh, um, and we took over the country. Uh, but if you
3: do even a little... Because I did a bunch of research this week on on this just to like make sure I kind of at least understood... Because this is a very complicated situation. The Taliban uh-huh. in the 80s, after the Russians left and there were all these warring factions I just talked about, a lot of these warring factions were really bad and they were killing people just like all these other groups were. The Taliban took over and beat all these warring factions and beat a lot of these... Place, uh, these guerrilla groups that actually were worse than them. Not that they're good, but these war- guerrilla groups were worse than they were. They were doing even more horrible things. Uh, and so, the Afghani people actually looked at the Taliban as a, as a good thing because they killed off all these horrible warlords, right? Does that make sense? Mm. In the 80s. Mm. So, when we went in and took over, uh, people still remembered the Taliban in a uh, in somewhat of a positive light because in the past they had they had freed the country in a way uh, and so when the Taliban came back the army laid down their arms and everything because they still see the Taliban as that in it to a degree right mm-hmm. and that's the way I see it is it it's much more complicated than just like oh we left and then the Taliban was able to take over uh, it's a it's 30 years of stuff that's
2: involved in this right so. But, I have to say, and I mean this with all the respect in the world, this has to be one of the biggest marks, black marks, on Biden's resume. I don't... I don't see how opponents of him will not use this. Oh, they will, but I disagree with you completely. I think this
3: this is the first time I've agreed with Biden on something like this. And I, um, I actually applaud oh, it's him for about his,
2: agreeing I, or disagreeing. Yeah.
3: I applaud him for his courageousness to go through with something that is so divisive, that is going to hurt him politically, but doing it because it's the right thing to do. Right. So, Oh yeah. Right. Um, but Are I you, do understand uh, but, that both Dems and, uh, and Republicans are going to go after him and say, "Oh, look, he boggled Afghanistan." Uh, but really, he did this is—he didn't. This is the thing you had to do. Like the Taliban was going to take over, whether we stayed another thirty years, another five years, another hundred years. Eventually, we were going to leave, and they were going to do this same thing. Which was eventually going to happen. Um, but uh, that's I
2: think, not what I, I define as boggled. The reason why I think he boggled is because Trump had a out date on the 10th of May. That was a very hard date that he had negotiated with the Afghans. And uh, uh, Biden wanted to wait to uh, September because that was a, a, a marked day of the 20th anniversary. The way I think he boggled is that he delayed the uh, uh, out uh, of, of Af- Afghanistan, just to mark this like uh, triumphant return of the uh, troops on on 9/11. So how do you think
3: that how how did that boggle it? How did that cause the Taliban, like if if we would have gone if we would have gotten out in May, the Taliban would have taken over just like they did now. Or if I we would have got out in September, yeah. the Tal- So I don't understand what you mean by how
2: that boggled it. I, I think it boggled it because he, he, he a month ago, said uh, we we have to stay a little longer because we have to... I understand sure what it. you're saying. I just don't understand what how that
3: changed anything. Because, like I'm saying, if we would have got out The outcome
2: would, would have been the same. Right. But, but uh, I, I think how people looked upon it would be different. If we would have got out in May. Yes.
3: Uh, I don't... Well when it comes to places like msnbc cnn fox uh, the pentagon they were always going to do this thing where they wanted us want us to get back into war right sure, that was already sure, set up with when we saw bush come out and say he was worried about the the women and children and when we saw hillary clinton come out and say the exact same thing like they were priming mm-hmm. us to be ready for this exact thing to happen if you read the afghan Af- afghanistan papers they said that this exact thing would happen, that the Taliban was gonna take over as soon as we left. Like right. this was always known that this was gonna happen. Um, right. Now they want us to get go back in forever. I saw an article today from Susan Rice uh, saying that she want that we failed this because it wasn't like our war the war in Korea, which we still have troops in South Korea. So what she is saying yeah. is that she wants us to leave troops in Afghanistan indefinitely forever. Uh, is what we should have done. Um, and, and that, it doesn't help anybody. That, that just k- kills U.S. soldiers and it keeps killing Afghani people. And the, the, yes, uh, having the Taliban take over, it does hurt the Afghani people as well, but bombing people also at the same time, uh, is hurting people, right? So mm-hmm. either way, people are being hurt, um... By one side or the other, I yeah.
2: You know, I I I think uh, the reason why I I think he boggled it is because Trump now can come back and say, hey, I made this uh, peace agreement, you didn't follow it, it. you you screwed it up. Yeah, you screwed it up. It's uh, uh, that's how I think uh, it's boggled. It's not that I actually think. He boggled it up, but uh, uh, I think he boggled it up uh, in a way of uh, it can be used against him.
3: I think we boggled... I don't think it was Biden's fault. I don't even think it was Trump's fault. Uh, I think this was the fault of probably Obama not getting out after we had defeated the Taliban the first time. Uh, Biden came out and made, like, a speech. Did you see the speech he made about, you know, bungling it? And at at very least, he took... He said, you know, the buck stops with me. That was literally his, what he said. So he took full mm. responsibility for it as well. Uh, mm. So I think this was the... To me, because I'm not a big fan of Biden already, this is like the most... Uh, the biggest thing he's done... Well, I would say the most presidential thing he's done yet, maybe. Because it it is something that's... It's not popular... And a lot of people are going to be upset about him for it, but he's doing the right thing. That's the way I see this. I don't... I... Like... Um, a lot of people are going to want to throw things on top of it because they want us to stay in Afghanistan, and that's what we're seeing. A lot of, like, the media is definitely pushing to, to get back into Afghanistan or basically be like, uh, getting out was bad. That's all... That's the only narrative you see on
2: TV. Am I wrong? No, I think there's three three main problems. One, uh, he moved the date from when Trump had it. Two, uh, people can always say he was the vice president under Obama. Why didn't he do it, anything about it when Obama was in power? And and three, uh, the speech he he had under uh, a month ago. I think that is the the three things that I I I think. Could be used against him. Not I do sure,
3: think, I, 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 don't. Uh, yeah, politically, those could be used against him. But I don't think any of those are reasons why this went wrong.
2: Oh no, no, definitely. Right. Not. <laughs> uh, I, I,
3: so yeah,
2: yeah
3: I, 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 I think that uh, it, if say you were in a, de- he was in a debate. I think he can easily work around those uh, points because he's like, did that change anything? Did that ruin anything? Me uh, making a speech and that. I was told by my advisors that this is how things were going to go. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um.
2: But, yeah, I I think you said something about, like, this was uh, a shit under Obama. I think that is maybe the strongest thing you could bring up against him, that he, as vice president, didn't do anything, uh, especially uh, to get the troops uh, out of Afghanistan as vice president. I think that's maybe the one thing that could hurt him the most I don't know uh, well yeah I think that's true
3: I think I think there is blame to go around on everywhere like mm-hmm. why didn't anybody in in Congress some of the very long standing Congress uh, men and women that are in, in there why didn't they ever try any like I'm sure somebody tried to get troops out of Afghanistan at some point I know Bernie Sanders did but why wasn't there more of a concerted effort earlier than this? They're complaining a lot mm-hmm. now, but why didn't you try to fix it, uh, you know, over the last 20 years if you've been in Congress for, whatever, 15 years? Um, uh, yeah, I think it's not... People want to... E- e- either the Democrats want to blame Trump and say, oh, well, it was Trump's plan. That's I've heard mm-hmm. a lot of that. Have you heard anybody saying yeah, that? Yeah, I've heard a lot And then that. the Republicans yeah. want to say it's Biden's fault because he's the president right now. And uh, I think, yes, it is Biden's fault, and he even admitted fault, saying, it, you know, the buck stops with me, I'm the president, mm-hmm. I screwed this up. So, yeah, he even took blame. But I think bl- the blame goes back further. And mm-hmm. there are other actors that are involved in this whole situation that we don't even see, you know, uh, military generals and things like that that are giving their own opinions, and a lot of those people want to be in a war because, it, uh, you know, And other things, uh, Afghanistan, you know, there's a lot of opium there. So I I bet the drug companies have something to say about this. And I bet, you know, uh, the military contractors who sell weapons probably have a lot to say about this. So there's a lot of people involved in this that I don't think necessarily when he says the buck stops with him that that's true. But I I
2: appreciate that he's willing to, to say it. Yeah, and people that think this is a war on terror, it's not really a war on terror. It's a war on oil, money, power. It's everything but terror. That is kind of the problem.
3: That's Like I said, we gave money to the the Taliban government. Millions of dollars in 2000, so...
2: Yeah. Anyway, let's move on. Uh... Let's talk a lot about uh, Prince Andrew because, holy shit, uh, Prince Andrew is a person of interest in a Epstein probe. Uh, U.S.
3: prosecutors probing the activities of British socialite Ghislaine Maxwell and others linked to the U.S. financier Jeffrey Epstein uh, do consider Prince Andrew a person of interest in their investigation, says a source familiar with the inquiry. Investigators want to interview Andrew, Queen Elizabeth's second son, about his friendship with Epstein as a part of their inquiry into a possible co-conspirator, as a possible co-conspirator, oh. Uh, As a person of interest, he is viewed as, as at least a potential witness.
1: Hmm.
0: Hmm. Hmm.
3: It says, they, uh, even though he remains a person of interest, the uh, Southern District of New-, of New York do not expect to be able to interview him in the foreseeable future, if ever. Uh, he doesn't want to seem to talk to us, uh, said said what? a source. <laughs> really?
2: I don't know why. Why is that? <clears throat> That's strange. He doesn't want to talk to them? It's almost like we talked about that for a long, long time. And said that is kind of the problem, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it says that
3: they sent him a thing last year, a mutual legal assistance treaty submission asking for access so they could talk to him, and, uh, yeah, he never got back to
2: them. <laughs> hmm. He, he opened the letter here, and he was like, Ugh, I don't bother to do this. That was my best uh,
3: British accent. It... it- it's like high-class British accent, though.
2: Oh, yes. Right. Oh, TPO. <laughs> Every British person is turning off this podcast. <laughs> they, feel, they feel offended. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, London Police Chief says department is reviewing Prince Andrew's case, right?
3: Uh, the commissioner said Thursday that her department is f- reviewing files on Prince Andrew, who currently faces allegations of sexual assault in the U.S. Uh, police have reviewed the case twice before, and, uh, the, oh, the police commissioner emphasizes that this was a review of material police already have, and adding that, at the moment, there is no investigation. Um, as a result of what's going on, I've asked my t- team to take another look at the material uh, she said on Thursday that no one is above the law.
2: Yeah, that's bullshit. De- people are definitely over law.
3: <laughs> right, or, or at least uh, there are people that are definitely protected from the law a lot more yeah. than other people. Uh, yeah. yeah.
2: If Queen Elizabeth really wanted to kill a person, she could. Without any problem, I think. Isn't there, like, actually, like, an old English law that that
3: actually is a thing? I could be wrong. What? That she's allowed to do that? That she actually can't be, like... Like, the Queen is, like, immune from all prosecution. Oh, yeah, I'm
2: pretty sure it is. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) she's a criminal mastermind. She's just uh, the queen of, of England for England as well, but yeah. Um, uh, then we have news that Giselle Max uh, loses bid to dismiss uh, tra- sex trafficking indictment, despite uh, claiming she has the same ground as Cosby.
3: Uh, right. Sorry, I was trying to find a- find that. A uh, U.S. judge on Friday rejected Giselle Maxwell's bid to dismiss dismissed the sex trafficking indictment. Uh, They claimed it was justified by the recent overturning of Bill Cosby's 2018 sexual assault conviction. The judge in Manhattan said she was not bound by Pennsylvania Supreme Court June 30th decision uh, to free Cosby and that Maxwell had not been promised that she would not be prosecuted as the Pennsylvania court had said about
2: Cosby. Okay. Right, because here's the thing, they didn't promise her, they promised Epstein. Not the same thing. Uh, okay. Uh, this, uh, ba, ba, ba. Are you looking up uh, if we... we, we could I, want, I, I just found an article
3: from British, British Heritage called Can the Queen Get Away with Murder? Uh, oh, cool. <laughs> as well as this, the, ben- the Queen benefits from diplomatic immunity. Wait, okay. Mm-hmm. Sovereign immunity means the head of state, Queen Elizabeth, cannot commit a legal wrong and is immune from civil suit or criminal prosecution. As well, the Queen also benefits from diplomatic immunity, meaning she can commit a crime just about any world, anywhere in the world, and get away with it.
2: Uh, yeah. I mean. Uh, maybe this sounds a little far-fetched but how about you, you we create a, an assassin queen of uh, England and we get her to kill all those uh, evil people in the world and she can't be prosecuted
3: <laughs> but
2: I guess it's just her because
3: the rest of the family uh, does they do they have sovereign immunity the answer the shorter answer is no uh, she could yeah. convincingly walk into any shop in the whole of Britain and loot the place, uh, simply put the Queen is above all authority and must surely be one of the most powerful people on earth. Thank God she isn't a bloodthirsty monarch of the past. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine that Queen Elizabeth going into a shop and just stealing shit? Stealing everything in the shop. <laughs> she's like,
2: Ooh, this is mine! <laughs>
3: but yeah, she could straight-up murder somebody and get, and... no. It even says in this article that she's... She can't be interviewed by police. So, yeah. Wow.
2: Wow. That is a lot of power. Well, but, yeah, uh, as we discussed uh, last week, with great power comes great responsibility. Uh... U.S. government w- wins the right to extend the appeal for Julian Assange. Yeah, extras extradition. Uh, this is bad news. Right. Uh, the U.S. has been
3: allowed to expand its appeal against the judge's ban on extradition of Julian Assange. Representatives of Assange would argue that he w- would be oh. Representatives argued that Mr. Assange would be able to resist suicide in a U.S. prison. That's what the U.S. is... That's their argument, is that he could... Because he, the original judge said that he was at risk of um, suicide in, in because of a, going to a U.S. prison, right? Mm. The U.S. is... is are, their argument is he could resist it. Uh, yeah. Because the U.S.... The district judge last year ruled there was a real risk of suicide in the U.S. Uh, Professor... Michael Koppelman dismissed or considered uh, less important by the U.S. Uh, Professor Koppelman had concluded that Assange has autism, reoccurring depression, and was at high risk of suicide if extradited. On Wednesday, Lord Justice Holroyd... Uh, granted, the U.S. permission to challenge the decision on the basis that she had attached too much weight to the evidence of P- Professor Koppelman. Mm. So now they're going to appeal whether they can extradite him or not. I'm um, back to not, not liking Joe Biden. Didn't take long. <laughs> Lasted the whole of twenty minutes. <laughs> A <laughs> uh, former labor leader, Jeremy Corbyn, uh, who's outside the high court, uh, said the U.S. government and opponents of Mr. Assange should wind their necks in and allow him to go free. He described uh, to a reporter, in the tradition of fearless journalism, Mr. Assange uh, had highlighted a truth that was embarrassing to the U.S. Yeah.
2: Mm. What truth is that, I wonder? Uh, that were evil, and we
3: <laughs> murder innocent people. That's what he revealed, so yeah.
2: Yeah. Hey, if you wanted to kill a lot of salmon, uh, what? how would you kill a lot of salmon, Luke? I guess it depends
3: on where the salmon are, right? Because salmon, like, uh, they go from the ocean back into rivers, so, mm-hmm. I, right? I guess it depends on which... Which part of their life uh, cycle they're in, how I would kill them, probably.
2: Mm-hmm. I would stand there with a with a gun, just shooting salmon when they jump up the river. Okay. I mean, I,
3: yeah. I, I'm pretty sure at the very end of their life cycle, they're super slow, and they're like going backwards up the river, so it'd be pretty easy to just take a machine gun and kind of mow a bunch of them down. <laughs>
2: But ninety-six thousand salmon dies as after a massive chlorine leak in Norway. Uh, the farm
3: salmon are believed to have died when a leak in a nearby tank set up set a, about four thousand gallons of chlorine into the fjord in Arctic Norway. Yeah, a spokesman for the well, salmon smart, farming company said. Uh, The leak happened at one of its fish slaughterhouses in the town of Alta and the fish were... Awaiting cages at the time. Um, We are connecting this to a chlorine leak in a responsible way and we're investigating why the leak occurred. What are they using the chlorine for? Oh, the chlorine is used to disinfect the water after slaughtering the fish. Okay.
2: Yep. Yeah, that, uh, that is a lot of salmon, and 4,000 gallons of chlorine. That's a lot of fucking chlorine.
3: Yeah, my thought would be uh, maybe have a regulation after this where you can only have... You can't have one giant tank. You have to have, right. like only have like maybe 250 gallon tank maximum and then you if you want yeah. more than that you have to have multiple tanks that way if one
2: fails yeah. it's not as big of a disaster that i yeah. mean that makes sense to me yeah and uh, also who knows of the after effects in the fjord because this this chlorine is it's not like they're going to separate it from the normal water it's just staying there it's impossible to get out oh That's
3: no chlorine point. dissipates after a while it does? Oh, yeah. I was a oh. lifeguard for years. Uh, we I chlorined that pool so many times. Ah. Yeah, like, to that. keep a pool clean, you have to keep adding chlorine, like, every week. Yeah. Right. Especially if you've oh. got, got a bunch of gross little kids playing around in there. <laughs> Whatever do you mean? <laughs> little kids Are... pee in the pool, everybody.
2: Whoa! 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 You have no Breaking news! <laughs> if you go to a if you go to a public pool, you're swimming in pee, everybody. <laughs> oh no! How dare you say something like that? Uh, hey, uh, you remember we have talked a lot about the origin of COVID? Is it the bat? Is it uh, uh, something else? Well, uh, the World Health Organization maybe knows.
3: Uh, well, they're one group that's definitely investigating it. Okay. Uh, and one of their investigators, uh, says, uh, COVID may have begun with a Chinese scientist collecting bat samples, says an investigator from the World Health Organization, uh, the head of World Health Organization Investigation has said that Chinese scientists may have started the pandemic after being infected with coronavirus while collecting bat samples. In a documentary released this week on Danish television TV two, Peter M. Barrick said it was a likely hypothesis that a lab employee could have picked up the virus. Scientists from the Wuhan Institute of Virology were known to be working with on bats with coronavirus at the at the lab in the city. But China has been uncooperative to provide details on this research. Uh, mm. Dr. Embark said, uh, World Health Organization investigators were forced to conclude that the lab leak was extremely unlikely in their official report to avoid further arguments with the Chinese government. Oh. He said the team had come to an impasse with China, which would only allow a lab leak scenario to be included in the report if there were no recommendations uh, to look f-
2: to, to look further into it. Oh, okay. So, I find it interesting that... Uh, they kind of bring it around to BATS end leak at the same time.
3: <laughs> well, what he's saying is that... Uh, Obviously, it was an accident that it just accidentally happened because he would sure, sure. one of these workers maybe I don't know, ing- not ingested but um maybe they uh what's it when you smell it's not ingesting it's uh inhaling there we go inhaled or maybe uh got somehow you know got the virus in his system uh, on accident. Uh, But now, what I'm seeing also, that I also sent you, uh, because this guy was doing an interview on a documentary in a Danish television show, so he's not necessarily talking for the World Health Organization, he's just an investigator there, but he is saying Uh that they specifically left it off because China told them to, but the World Health Organization has played down reports of comments by its investigator that lab workers in Wuhan could be patient zero, uh, the epidemiologist Peter Embark, who led the fact-finding mission in China earlier this year, said it was one of the likely hypothesis, hypotheses, um, but the WHO played down uh, his quotes on, to Danish television. Uh, a spokesman for the World Health Organization told Yahoo News, UK reports of the conversation had been incorrect translation. Uh, saying it was recorded in March or April and there's no new elements nor change to the position and all hypotheses are still on the
2: table. Okay.
0: Hmm.
2: Maybe he did like Katy Perry, kissed the bat, and he liked it. Uh, yeah.
3: That's, Maybe yeah. Katy Perry was working at the Wuhan Viro- <laughs> Virology Institute or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. She's all dancing That's around nice. in there. <laughs> can you theory. just picture a music, uh, Katy Perry music <laughs> video based in
2: a virology <laughs> lab? Lab? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, the United States uh, warns of violent COVID-19 related attacks. Uh, can I, before we talk all about that, uh, in Norway, I think uh, it's the three last Saturdays, there have been police reports of youth gathering, partying, because people want to party. Oh, partying. So, okay, I thought you were going to yeah, say yeah.
3: gatherings like uh, anti-lockdown protests again or something. No, no,
2: they, they just want to party. Uh,
3: yeah, so, I mean, that's what kids do though, right? Is Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the U.S. warns of violent uh, COVID-related attacks. The warning from the U.S. Department of Homeland Security on Friday said that violent extremists could try to use the re-imposition of COVID-19 restrictions as a reason to conduct attacks. The department Mm -hmm. said that COVID-19-related stress has contributed to increased social strains and tensions, driving several plots by domestic violent extremists, and they may contribute to more violence throughout the year. Uh, The bulletin also warned of an increased risk of targeted violence as the U.S. prepares to mark... The anniversary of September 11th and the upco- and
2: and upcoming religious holidays. So, yeah, I I I can see this happening pretty quick, to be honest. Uh, what violence? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, people are fed up. Sadly.
3: Yeah, and people, like I said last week, people see. Uh, things like, uh, mask mandates and mandates to get the vaccine in certain areas of, um, life as like a war on, on God's people or something. And when you get to mm-hmm. that level of like, uh, righteous, I guess as a word for it, you know, like, uh, when you think when you think right's on your side, you can do some horrible things, I think is a quote I've heard before. Mm. Uh, when you think that you're you're on God's side of the war, you can do some horrible things. And I think that's what these people see it as sometimes.
2: Yeah. I, uh, I, I agree. Hey, uh, not, uh, not super long ago, we had this thing about... Uh, Police officers getting sick because of uh, fentanyl. Do you remember that?
3: Yeah, episode like 145, I think it was. I sent, you, I posted yeah. it to you. 100. And,
2: let me see. 146. I was close. I was close. Yeah. We talked about it then. Uh, well, guess what? We are going to talk about it uh, just almost uh, 250 episodes later. Uh, because there's a myth that lingers on that casual contact with fentanyl causes overdoses. It's almost like we talked about this before.
3: It's almost like we debunked this three and a half years ago.
2: <laughs> almost.
3: <laughs> and then we did a whole other episode later, I think, where we brought Jeremy on, who, like... I don't remember why, but then we did an interview talking to him about, like, where he found the story. I remember doing it, but it wasn't in the same episode. Um, wasn't it Bill? No, it was Jeremy that sent us that article. Well, I'm
2: pretty sure it was Bill.
3: Mm, you're wrong, but that's fine. Okay. Because uh, okay. I went back and listened to episode 146 to see if there was anything interesting in there. Uh, yeah. And there is. Uh, San Diego County Sheriff's Bill Gore facing sharp criticism for health experts over a public service video uh, that purports to show a deputy's near-death experience from a e- fentanyl exposure... Uh, Acknowledged that he is not a doctor, he said. Experts strongly challenged the findings of the dramatic four-minute video, which was released last Thursday, saying it fueled misunderstanding and unsubstantiated fears about the dangers posed by a very limited contact with fentanyl. Uh, during a search of a vehicle last month, uh, Deputy David Favor of Fav- Favi? Fave reported that uh, his face came within six inches of a white powdery substance uh, that later tested positive for fentanyl. Uh, the video from the police body-worn camera shows him stagger backwards, fall to the ground, and struggle to breathe. Uh, according to the incident on Monday, uh, oh, incident report which was released mon- Monday, he wore gloves and safety gla- glasses, but he was not wearing a mask. Uh, Why was he not wearing a mask? It's a pandemic. (laughs) Hmm. And he's a police officer who is in contact with many people during the day. He should probably be wearing a mask. Not Hmm. necessarily because of fentanyl. (laughs) Right? Hmm. Uh, Yeah. Health experts have long said overdosing from skin contact or inhalation of fentanyl is extremely unlikely. Uh, The sheriff told the San Diego Union Tribune that the department assumed such exposure could result in an overdose. So the department is what's, who's spreading the misinformation to their officers. <laughs> Even after all these years... Of, remember, we also did an, a story about how they thought that uh, somebody had put fentanyl into the air con, air conditioning system of a, mm-hmm. of a jail, right? I do remember and then we found thing. out that that was all bullshit as well. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so... This, uh, this whole thing, I guess, researchers have been studying overdoses from fentanyl exposure among emergency responders, and have found it can best attribute uh, what happens to the officers as the nocebo effect—not the placebo, but the nocebo effect, a phenomenon mm-hmm. in which they believe they encountered a toxic sub—they encountered a toxic substance and therefore experienced mm-hmm. the expected. Si- symptoms of the substance uh, according to a study published by medical experts last year in the harm reduction journal when individuals are already operating under acute stress with few mental health reserves and and are in fear of an overdose from touching fentanyls touching fentanyl this could serve as an additional stressor so these yeah uh it seems like it's kind of like a placebo effect, except you don't even take the drug. You're just okay. seeing the drug and knowing, oh, that could be a drug, and then people telling you, like, like I said, the the actual police are telling each other, hey, if you see fentanyl, that there's a good chance that you're gonna overdose on it. That scares okay. their brain, and then they go into like uh, panic mode, and they probably have a panic attack, and that's probably why they can't, why he falls over and he can't breathe, because when you have a panic t- attack. It's really hard to breathe, right? So what probably is happening here is these officers are being are not only scaring each other, but it seems like possibly the department is say, telling them, "Hey, be afraid of this." It's frightening them and causing them to have panic attacks when they see white powder.
2: Yeah. That is how you get rid of cops. You just uh, have a small bag of uh, flour in in on your pocket and say it's... Uh,
3: Yeah, well, uh, they do that already. They keep it in their pocket so they can drop it on people. Um, Yeah, just... This whole story is ridiculous. Uh, And it's funny that we talked about this so many years ago and that it's still... Mm. the thing? Well, it's like... It's like... um, Not an old wives' tale, but like uh, a rumor or something that won't go away, you know? Like a... Mm -hmm. It's, it's one of those flat earth yeah it's one of those things that like has been thoroughly disproven and yes. nobody nobody wants to uh, wants it to go away you know what I mean they're like mm. holding on to this belief even though maybe they've been told hey this isn't true they're like no I, I still think it's true even though mm-hmm. it's very clearly not true and then it sp- gets spread probably through these police departments and it's kind of like telephone where like it probably gets more and more extreme as they tell the story. It's like, oh, he just barely touched it with his fingernail, and he just instantly died and was throwing up blood. You know how the telephone game works, right? So.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's weird how that works. Hey, look, who's John Taffer? He's a, he's a bar
3: owner, apparently, but he also has a TV show uh, called Bar
2: Rescue. Yeah, one of my uh, not-favorite TV shows, but I like it. Do you? I don't... I've seen clips
3: of it, like, on other things, but I've never seen a full episode of Bar Rescue, so... Oh, I like it. It's Uh, very cool. Okay, well, you see how you feel about it after we watch this guy. uh, John Taffer on Fox News with Laura
2: Ingram. Okay, are you ready? Yeah, give me a countdown. In three, two, one, go. I'm not an economic professor. If you get... $800 $800 a week unemployment benefits. And you live with a partner who also is getting $800 a his week unemployment benefits. His eyes are, $1, are like... 1600 a week, Laura.
3: $83,000 a don't year. Don't hold your eyes like that. It's like if I was his mom, benefits. I'd be like, you're going to get stuck that way. The in America is only $63,000. we are incentivizing people to stay home.
0: What if we gave... Uh, yeah, it's a pandemic. Of course we're incentivizing people to, to stay home. We're incentivizing people to go to work.
1: Well, what if, what if we just cut off the unemployment? I mean, hunger is, a, it, hunger is a pretty powerful thing. I don't mean physical hunger. Yeah, yeah. that's mean, a need, need super health.
3: smart thing to I'm do. Talking
1: about people she doesn't people mean physical work,
3: hunger. She means to work. mental with hunger?
1: What is that, emotional hunger? What is he talking about? In many ways on people's shoulders, either through the mandates, regulations, and now through free money, which obviously we're all going to, the piper eventually has to be paid. Uh, John, yep. John, I want to ask you, though, about, this this idea of work life balance because look no one wants to miss their kids growing up no one wants to you, know, you stay in the office your whole life you, you, you never see your ch- family so I, that's really important however have we taken that a step too far when you think of well a lot of the millennials talking about well oh, i need time for self-care i don't know why i'm harping on that <laughs> tonight. But the whole self-care self care movement is a little i mean my mother is not with us anymore this but she is the worked best part. The time she was 12 during the depression. If she heard the self-care thing, I think her head would explode. Your
3: mother was working when she was 12? Is your argument for child labor, Laura Ingram? Sorry
2: who trains military dogs Laura I think- and they
0: only feed a military dog at night because a hungry dog is an obedient dog well okay people not oh, okay people to okay. be hungry to work that then oh, we're
2: providing okay. them with yeah. all the meals they need sitting at home i'm completely with you Laura. these benefits make absolutely no sense to us and on top of the impact of yeah. not getting employees and not being able to
0: run our businesses in my industry we have meat prices are up 10% chicken prices are up fifty. percent inflation is
1: killing w- it is killing is going to kill business. I mean, it's going it, to. That's yep. the, that's the next shoe to drop. The Democrats.
2: Okay. The Democrats. The so.
3: Democrats. There's a lot to take in there. I mean, wow. the first thing she said, that was really crazy. She said, "If my mother saw this when she, when she was working when she was twelve, she'd say, Look at, <laughs> look at how weak these people are,' or whatever." It's like. Are you pro-child labor? Because that's what it sounded like you want 12-year-olds to be working, like, in the coal mines or something. Uh Uh-huh. And then, right after she says that, he says that workers need to be treated like military dogs, and and they need to be Mm -hmm. starved so they're obedient. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. Yay, capitalism! Asshole! (laughs) Asshole! Asshole! yeah. Uh, it's almost... It's almost like they are bi- two big douchebags that agree to things, look.
3: Uh, I just... There's a lot of people that look at things this way, like, especially well-off people, and then especially yeah. people who have never not been not rich. They don't see the world other than that. And so when she says things like... Uh, when, or when he says things like, well, we need to take those unemployment benefits and give it to uh, the employers so that they can uh, create more jobs. What he's saying is like, we need to get rid of helping out poor people, right? And so they're suggesting that we starve people to death in this, basically, which is like the most disgusting thing is like, we need... We need people to work for us, so to make them obedient, we're gonna we're gonna starve them. And if they don't work for us, then they don't eat. It's so f- that's, I mean, that's capitalism in a nutshell, I guess. But to hear somebody say it out loud, so in such a way, is like, wow, wow.
2: Uh, do you like capitalism? Look, I just did a whole rant, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> You'll love it, right? It's so good. Yeah, it doesn't have any flaws whatsoever. Capitalism is the best. Uh, I don't find it boring, though. though. Do you think capitalism is
3: boring? I think certain parts of capitalism are boring. I mean, did you see the recent Swell Entertainment video about the mini-brands? No, I did not. It's like these little toys, and all it is, is it's like Kinder Egg surprise egg or whatever, except you right. don't get any chocolate, you just get a toy that's like a little tiny Clausen's pickle jar, or like a little little tiny Reese's bar that is, all it is
2: is just promoting brands, so wow. and that bores me yeah, well, Tron tells the truth about capitalism bores me
0: this is Tron with Tron tells the truth capitalism is boring, yeah, it bores me I don't know why. Yeah, yes, I do know why. But let me tell a little story. I, when I grew up in Norway in the 80s and 90s, the choices were fewer. Yeah, we didn't have access to. Most people didn't have cable TV, and we had one, two TV channels, and and a lot of things in the shops. Well, we didn't have so much. We did. We didn't have enough. So we we, we did live okay. But it was something strange the first time I saw commercial on TV, on cable TV. I think it was Sky Channel in the early 80s. A lot of commercial, a lot of beautiful, fantastic things. If you just got them, life will be so fucking happy. I remember the first McDonald's commercial, yeah. Wow, those happy families and perfect people and everything was so good. Well, I even traveled to London in 87, I remember with my mother and sister. And I, I took the, some of the things I got on McDonald's home with me. Yeah, that little tray you have French fries in. Yeah, I say French fries. So fuck you, this I used to have that. I dreamed, by the way, the day McDonald's come to Norway. But Norway, everything happened as anything else. All those fucking big fucking brands happen in Norway too. McDonald's, Burger King, everything. Now it begins to bore me. There are a lot of choices, but not so many anymore. Most things are owned by big corporations. If you just go in to see what who owns Marvel, it's the same who owns Disney, who owns, who owns, who owns, who owns, who owns. Yeah. And yeah, so they extremely focused on happiness, just buying things all the time. My mobile telephone is from 2018. 2018 it works. Is good it's not the best on the market but it takes my phone calls I can I can I can take pictures with it I can check my email I can even play games I can I can do a lot sometimes I make this segment on my telephone When I need some new equipment like a wallet I can put around it I have to go to shop and find in the retro corner retro corner this was fucking 2018 the problem with capitalism, I think, you need the newest things all the time. And people have been so con- that they have to work extra just to get those things to compete with somebody, have the best things, and then buy new things again. Well, I jumped off the train. I jumped off it. I don't, I don't think it will help if the state put rules and regulations and so on. I voluntarily just jumped off the train. I haven't... Updated my TV in ten years. I repair things. I don't buy the most expensive, and I don't buy too often. Why? Well, I'm maybe a threat for the system. Say, if I, if I don't do that, and then I, I consume more, and more people will lose jobs. Will I? If capitalism, in this form today, fell, will people get out of work? Will people lose all their money? People are losing their money today because people are not getting paid a fair enough. But I'm stressed on off by all this shit. And people are stressed too. We buy more and more, we work more and more to get more and more. Often and often and often. A lot of things I have in my apartment I bought a long time ago. And I'm happy with those things. Sometimes I buy sell some of them, and sometimes I buy second hand because yeah that's cheaper and it's help people who don't need their things to get to get rid of them and so on and so on we can't live in the society we live today so i just jumped off capitalism is boring me the commercials are boring me the the glossy Pictures of so-called happiness is boring me. Boring. I like to go out. I like a few simple things in life. Now that's not because I'm a communist or anything like that. I just don't like to work my ass off to get more shit to satisfy a capitalist fucking god. I want all of you to just jump on the train too. Repair things. Do things differently so those big corporations and so on can go fuck themselves and suck their own fucking dicks this was tron Tron was the truth
2: that was uh tron telling the truth uh thank you for that tron, thank you, tron. Mm-hmm. yeah it's it's tron not trond tron tron mm-hmm. there we go you have to learn norwegian look
3: uh, or yeah. I mean, do I? I guess I do.
2: <laughs> Let's begin with the most simple sentence. I love you is... Yes, yes, yeah, no, uh, I'm not going to do that for you. It's a terrible language to learn.
0: hmm
2: Sure. I don't know. <laughs> it's It's super hard. According to people I have met, it's like... It's even worse to learn than Chinese. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, I've seen some TV shows. Uh, yeah, I saw some TV shows as well. What did you see? I saw Ben and Jerry's Clash of the Cones look. That's a thing? Okay, I didn't hear about this. Uh-huh. Six uh, ice cream masters from across the country has been handpicked. picked for once-of-a-life opportunity to create an original Ben & Jerry's ice cream flavor of their own. This is very, very fun. (laughs) Because the judges are Ben & Jerry's flavor guru, (laughs) Chris Reiberg. I, 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 I just, I, I love this. I really, really love this. Maybe a little more than I should uh the first episode is called six flavors of kevin bacon very very original take uh the only negative i have to say about this is that uh the host is kind of over the top okay molly yay Ye- don't never heard of her but uh yeah no it's a big uh ben and jerry's commercial <laughs> <laughs> That's also a little well, obviously, negative. right. I mean, it's right. right in the title, sure. Yes. Uh, but uh, other than that, I give it a 5.5. S- 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 5. Okay, let's see. I saw...
3: Family Game Fight. What, this was on NBC. Uh, did you see this? No. Game show, obviously. Uh, like... Not really like Family Feud. I'd say it's a combination of Family Feud and a Japanese game show. So, uh, okay. it's teams of four, and each each team is like a family, but they're not necessarily like immediate family. It can be like my cousin Gary and my sister and, you know, whatever, my uncle. Uh, the hosts are Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard, and they oh. each take one... They're They host, but also are on one, each one is on a team. So they compete with the contestants, which is kind of weird. And then they do challenges that are, I would say, kind of Japanese game-based, game show-based ideas. Like, one of them is they have to answer questions, but they have, like, a tube with cold water that is going down their back. And then ice dumps on their head, so they have to try to uh, answer questions while, you know, they're... Uh, in distress, very, you know, how that is. Japanese game shows do that kind of thing. Uh, and, and then other ones are kind of more Americanized games, but it's a whole bunch of different games, and then they get points. Uh, it's a little weird having the host also compete, because the team could lose the whole game because Dak Shepard got a question wrong. Does that make sense?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> right, so in that way, it's kind of broken, because... The team isn't really 100%, uh, their, their score isn't 100% their responsibility. It's also either Dax Shepard or uh, Kristen Bell's responsibility as well, which makes the game a little weird, mm-hmm. but overall, I don't know, I'll give it a a four. Uh, you know, it's very cheesy American game show.
2: I saw Reservation Dogs. Uh, I hadn't seen that. Okay. Uh, very, very good show. Uh, directed and made by Taika Waititi. I saw the two first episodes. I'm definitely going to continue watching this. Uh, it is very intriguing. It's. Uh, I mean, it. It is. Incredibly original. I haven't seen anything like this before. I I very much liked it. It's like uh, I, I I mean those like youths, teenagers, like committing crime and fighting crime. It's kind of yeah, right. And I like to play. I I, I, I like to play of words. Very good direction. Very good uh, actors. Yeah. I give it. I will give it an eight point five. I mean, some of the kid actors are, you know,
3: they're, they're, they're child actors, actors so yeah. they're not, you know, they have that child actor sensibility about them, but the story itself is very fun. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, I liked it. Uh, another thing I saw, uh, Breaking Bland, so not mm-hmm. Breaking Bad, no. but that's obviously the play on words. What's going on? Right. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a house decorating show on HGTV. Um... It sure is. Oh, did you see this? Yep. Okay, wow. I'm surprised because, like, I think it came out, like, three weeks ago or something. Oh, I saw it first this week. Yeah, me too. That was the first time I had seen that it had come out was this week, but apparently there's, like, six episodes out. And I was like, what? Really? Yeah. Um... Oh. Or maybe it's... The upcoming one is six. Maybe there's five episodes out and then the next one is... There's a bunch of episodes out. Um... This is a pretty short show, also. It was, like, only 20 yeah. minutes. It wasn't even a full-length 30, yeah. like, usually a 30-minute show with commercials at around 23, 24 minutes, and this was, like, mm-hmm. 20 minutes on the dot. That means it has, yeah. like, 10 minutes of commercials when you're watching it on yeah. actual television. Um, Yeah, the, um, the host uh, is also the designer, so as far as the host goes, I thought she was fine. What did you think? She was Okay. I didn't have it like a lot of shows I've seen recently. The hosts have been so bad that she was yeah yeah exactly. Uh, but the uh, the concept of the show kind of made, made at the very end. I went oh I kind of feel bad for these people because I don't think they <laughs> liked the house that they gave
2: her in that first episode. No, they definitely didn't. Uh, they were like very like standoffish when they they gave her the house well the game room specifically it seemed like they liked yes. the outside
3: of the house but when they went into the game room they like they had this old antique bar that like was mm-hmm. like nice hardwood bar like stained and it looks real it it looked pretty nice like just as it was and um you could have done a little something to it like you know put a nicer stain on it or like Uh, add something to the bottom of it to accent it. But she, like, put these white panels over the, like, really nice hardwood, stained hardwood, and then put stickers on it. Yeah. How much do you think they paid for her to put stickers on things like a kindergartner? (laughs) And she... Yeah, no. uh, I... I guess I'll let you go into what you think of it right after this, but it seemed like she didn't actually have a concept of what she wanted it to be, because she kept being like, (laughs) I want an 80s vibe that's modern and also has, like, a barn feel, but then uh, I want it to be uh, urban as well. And you're like, those are all, like, opposite things. You can't...
2: (laughs) Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with everything you said. And there's also... Something very it it this shows show doesn't feel like it was made uh, this or last years. It feels very like li- late nineties show.
3: Oh, you think? For okay, I didn't get yes, that. Yes,
2: yeah. Uh, yeah.
3: It just felt like a lot of other house renovation shows I've seen. I mean, there was Maybe no like why. there was no hook to this. Like usually, right. a, when you have like a n- a new show like this, that's a house renovation show. That it'll be like. The hook is, uh, you only can spend this much and you have to decide between this plan and this plan. That'll be like the gimmick. This didn't have a gimmick. We never even, Mm -hmm. uh, they never told us how much the family was like the limit they had to spend, even though they talked a lot about like, oh, we're going to save money in this or save money on that. Mm -hmm. They never told us how much like the ultimate amount that they had to spend was. So like those conversations kind of didn't make any sense. Um... Yeah, and there's no real... It just felt very, strangely enough, bland. Uh, yes. So I'll give this
2: a, what, a three? I gave it a 2.5. Okay. Uh, I saw What If. Uh, this is based on a Marvel comic line of the same time. It, right. Uh, it examines uh, uh, like alternative timelines based on... Like, for example, what if uh, the first episode was, uh, what if uh, Captain America wasn't Captain America? The other one was uh, uh, the girl in uh, Akwanda, Awanda was the leader of that tribe instead of uh, Black Panther. Uh, That was also... Say, that was the second show. Okay. Uh, the animation style is is fairly okay. Uh, I I liked it. I it seems like they have put a lot of money into this, so I I will say that uh, it, that on the positive side. On the negative side, I I think it's maybe a little too. Uh, Yeah, it's a little too generic that they don't, uh, like, toy enough with the what-if question. Okay. It could make it even more interesting to, like, um, make it uh, uh, even more watchable, but I will give it a six.
3: Okay, yeah. I love Renee Zellweger in that show. She was great. Um... <laughs> Not touch <that> show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we both saw, I know we both saw Fantasy Island. Uh, we bet definitely both. Saw the it. new Fantasy Island on. I didn't even write what this was on. I think it was on ABC, wasn't it? It was on. Hold on
2: two seconds, you can talk about it. Uh, yeah, Fox. this. It was on Fox, okay.
3: Uh, this is a remake of what the 1970s show, I want to say, maybe even 19. 19- mm-hmm. Yeah, something like that. Um, where you know uh, the main protector of the island is now this woman who it was passed down to uh, uh, from like the original person from the original show is what they say right. at the beginning of this. Right. Like she yeah. is a relative of of him. I never really watched Fantasy Island, so don't remember any other names. Uh, right. I, I will remind you because I'm I'm a big fan. Right, it was one of those shows that when it was on, it was on in the background, and I didn't really pay attention to it. Uh, What? Yeah, and uh, we get... They do a whole build-up of one storyline that was pretty interesting uh, with this couple uh, who... I guess, what... uh, D-Age? How do you say it? They're an old couple, and the one woman is dying, and they just want to have one last... uh, what, jaunt together. They didn't really Really? ask to be younger, but she just made them younger for some reason. Uh, and that was a pretty good story. But then there's another story in this first episode about a woman who's a news anchor who, because she's a news anchor, she hasn't been able to, she's had to be on a diet for like years and years and years because she has to watch her figure because she's you know, on TV. Uh, it's her job. It's probably in her contract. Uh, That she has to stay in shape. Um, And so she wants to eat. She just wants to eat everything she can, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. Which was a strange concept, sure. Uh, But then in the end, did we get cannibalism? We're not really sure. We may have gotten cannibalism in the end of the
1: show.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I saw a second episode today. Uh, That episode was uh, much better. Okay. Uh, I liked the second episode better than the first one. I will say that the first one, uh, the first, one of the stories I very much liked in the first one, right. uh, uh, it was very, uh, heartwarming. Uh, but I, I think actually I, I both, I liked both of the stories in the second episode. Well, actually. I haven't seen it yet, but I'll have to see. Right.
3: Uh, yeah, but I th- for the first episode, I definitely was like a split episode to me. Um, yeah. It still has a very network TV drama feel to it, so I'm gonna give yes. this a
2: 4.5. Yeah, I liked it much more than you. Uh, not very surprised by that. Uh, I I I actually cried uh, during the first episode. Uh, Mel loves uh, Ruby episode. Uh, I didn't cry, it, but uh, I
3: definitely got a little like,
2: you know, a little choked up, a little whatever. <laughs> it was very beautiful. Yeah, uh, and I, I actually felt uh, like I was almost crying in the second episode as well. So they 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 tend to have one very serious ep- uh, part of this episode and and one kind of where uh, like main main storyline. Yeah,
3: uh, in, yeah the, no. in that one storyline in the first episode, there's multiple uh, parts where they're definitely trying to tug at your heartstrings. Like they're yeah. they're trying to make you cry. It's not you know yeah. yeah. yeah uh
2: but uh, I, I will give it a six again. okay I, I liked it that much actually. I, it's definitely one of the the series I will continue watching. Okay, what else did you see? What else did I see? I saw heels uh, a wrestling show um uh, with uh, Stefan uh, St- Stephen ml is that what it's called yeah. Yeah. And Alexander Ludwig. Uh, this was very good. I like this very much. I am curious if you're going to like it. Did you see this?
3: No. Uh, I'll see if I can find find it somewhere. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I I I wonder if you're going to like it. I very much liked it. Uh, I for me. Uh, This story about two brothers that uh, uh, wake up uh, and follow his dream in uh, the small town uh, and uh, trying to be a pro wrestler. Uh, It is very interesting. It's about uh, two brothers, like I said, uh, Jack Spade and Ace Spade and their uh, war of their father's legacy in the ring and uh, one of them have to be the good guy, one of them have to be their nemesis and how they like uh, put the real world against uh, uh, the fake world of wrestling and how they can work together and how it's hard to, and to live up to uh, the legacy of your brother. Uh, and how how your father is this good big huge guy uh, there are some uh, people that you will recognize uh, during the episodes and uh, yeah I very much liked it I am actually liked it up to an 8
3: okay uh, let's see I guess the last thing I saw you saw this right uh, brand new cherry flavor I did uh yeah, this is about what a woman who comes to Hollywood to to be a director, I guess is the best place to start, right yeah
2: it it's not the last thing you saw because you saw a baking show as well,
3: oh, oh, did I oh yeah, I did I wrote that down, i just I didn't see it, uh okay, yeah, um, so not the last thing I saw brand new cherry flavor, uh <laughs> <laughs> this woman. Is trying to get uh, a mo- somebody to buy her script that she's written. Yes. And this guy says he's going to take it off of his hands for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he screws her over uh, by giving the directing job for the script to somebody else. So she gets really mm-hmm. upset. Uh, and she had met this woman at a party, you know, a industry party, who is very eccentric. Is that a good word for it? Yeah, it's uh, Catherine Kinner. Right. She's an amazing actor. There's a lot of good actors and actresses in this, yeah. Oh, um, so many. And seemingly she's magic. And uh, mm-hmm. we know this because her cat just kind of appears places sometimes. So mm-hmm. I guess she's like, you know, is have cats, I guess. So maybe she's, I, I don't know. I only saw two episodes so far, so... Um, but she comes to this woman and wants to get, wants help getting revenge. Because the woman had said to her, if you need any help with anything, uh, get a hold of me. So she wants revenge against this guy who stole her movie. That's the basis of the, of the, of the whole show, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh,
2: what did you think of this? I loved it. <laughs> I, I, I really, really, really loved this. This was my cup of tea. It is body horror, I will say that. If you're a little squeamish, uh, there's a lot of body horror in this show. Body uh, horror? But, what do you mean by that? Yeah, uh, that things comes out of places where it's not supposed to come and things like that. Sure, okay, yeah, right. Yes, without spoiling anything. But uh, other than that, uh, it's a little soapy. That is maybe my biggest complaint about this show. Okay. Uh, I, I uh, but I do I, I will say I liked it a lot. Uh, I I definitely liked it more than uh, I know you did.
3: Uh, I, did we talk about this? I don't even remember. But yes. I mean I thought it was fine. Uh, the cinematography is probably the best part. The acting is probably the second best part. The storyline to me is a little. Uh, I mean, you have to definitely suspend disbelief, uh, but it's just kind of like... uh, I guess in the first episode, a good example would be uh, we never really get a bond between her and Catherine Keener's character. It's just like Mm -hmm. all of a sudden, for some reason, she trusts this lady. Just right. I just trust you to do this now. No real... I, I don't know why I do. I don't have any... You didn't show me anything that proves you can take care of things that I'm... Asking you to, you know, that there was no... So there's certain... I, don't, I wouldn't call it a plot hole, but it's just kind of maybe rushed. The storyline's a little bit
2: rushed. So overall, mm-hmm. I gave this whole show a six. Yeah, I'm going to give it a seven. Okay. Uh, the last thing you saw, because I know that you saw this... Right. Was Bake Squad. I did see Bake Squad. <laughs> yes. Because it's the last thing I saw this week. Uh... Uh, it is on Netflix. It is about expert uh, uh, bakers, but they don't really have a competition. This is kind of, yeah. This this show is fucking weird.
3: I was so confused by the show <laughs> it's, because it's they go in. Okay, the concept of the show is they have the bake squad, which is for mm-hmm. specifically cake bakers. They're baking cakes, mm-hmm. not. The show is a cake, cake baking show, uh, and they're making very elaborate cakes, right? Um, mm-hmm. And they have one client, and each baker has to make a cake for the client, and then the client gets to decide who, who gets
2: to make another cake for the birthday yeah, party
3: or wedding and, and, or
2: yes, yes. And here's the thing. Do look, do they win money if they pick the, the cake? Look. No, it seems like they they win more work
3: cuz they have to make <laughs> the cake again, right? So they don't it's, it's so weird. I mean, maybe like they get commission on the cake that they sell the second time, but th- that doesn't make sense because no Yeah. Okay, in in like wedding cakes You know, you go Mm -hmm. and you test out a bunch of wedding cakes, and they'll give you like a slice per type of cake, and then you'll decide which cake is the best. Yes. This, they made four entire cakes cakes. (laughs) for her to pick from. So let's say this was like a business. And it was four people, yep. and that was their business model. Was to, <laughs> you would be losing so much money.
2: <laughs> yeah, the, no, the competition part of it is, it is so broken. It's like I don't understand what they are fighting for. It doesn't make any fucking sense whatsoever.
3: And then they have these bleachers in that they sit them down on to decide. <laughs> so they decide like which. Oh, One, yeah, they put the, the bakers on the bleachers, and it's these huge bleachers. They're massive. They could fit like a whole, I don't know, maybe 40, 50 people could fit on these bleachers, and there's just four yeah. people sitting there, and it looks so <laughs> awkward, and like, they're just like these little tiny ant
2: people on these giant stairs. Uh, And then again, we have this problem with the host. Holy fuck, what is this host? Uh, yeah, the host...
3: I don't even remember oh. what the host was. What is, I don't remember. I didn't like her. Okay. I didn't like her at all. Yeah, I, no. I totally blanked the host out. I think I was more like trying to figure out what was going on in the show for, for <laughs> well, at least the first half of the first episode. I was like, is yeah. this a game show? I was watching it with my mom also. And, I, and she was like, yeah, this is a competition show. And I was like, is it? <laughs> And she's like, yeah, they each have a client that they're working with. I'm like, I'm pretty sure there's only one client. Like, we had no yeah. idea what was going on th- basically the whole time. Um, yeah, though no, this was shit. And yeah, it was like they made they wanted to make a competition show and they wanted to have, like, 20 bakers. And that's yeah. why the bleachers were so big and everything. And then they were like, we don't have
2: enough money for that. <laughs> now I'm going to give this uh, three...
3: Uh, Did I write down what I gave this? I'll give it a... um, I'll give it a... Is it worse than Breaking Bland? I think they're probably on the same level, so yeah, I'll give it a three as well.
2: But uh, what was worse than Breaking Bland and everything else that we saw this week was our weekly thing that we are going to continue watching for some fucking reason. Cooking with Paris, episode two.
3: Taco Night with Sweetie... Uh, an evening with rapper sweetie f- flows with margaritas shrimp tacos flan topped cake and highlights of highlights of the dangers of using a blender
2: while drinking okay yeah my mom always said stupid is and stupid does. this is stupid dust uh
3: they i i heard some background information i guess Paris had a YouTube show where she was cooking food. Um, Oh. And it was just like a regular YouTube show where she was just doing her thing. And then Uh they picked that up as a pilot for this show. And then, so that's where the show actually came from. So she was already doing the show before the show actually uh, got picked up by Netflix. Netflix? Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't... I kind of want to go back to the original and see if she's as, like... Uh, This one, it definitely seems like they're highlighting her ditziness, they're highlighting uh, the bad parts. I mean, they even say the highlight of the whole show in this episode is when they... The blender goes all over the place because they get all wasted (laughs) and they don't know how to use a blender correctly and they're all
2: (laughs) drunk trying to cook, right? But uh, we need to talk about Sweetie. Okay. Uh, I mean false tits, false nails, false personality, uh, where at least they talk to each other like normal people in the first episode. This episode, they didn't talk about anything. This was so weird, so boring, that the interview part of this show wasn't there.
3: <laughs> yeah, the the first episode... It was like she was asking Kim Kardashian West all these questions, like, "Hey, mm-hmm. what are you doing here? What are you doing there?" Then they do an anecdote about the time they were in Ibiza or something like that. This was more like, "Oh, we both are like famous, and so let's do a show together." And it wasn't really like they were, you know, friends. It was like they were business acquaintances get trying to get right. through a. Uh, a cooking sh- class together. Yes. Um, and then, yeah, and and in, in the end of la- the first episode, they did this bit where they had her sit down, they ate the food, uh, and they kind of talked about, they did, like like we said last week, kind of a mukbang thing, where you sit down, you eat, and you talk about mm-hmm. other things other than the food you're actually eating. You talk about some something that's going on in your life or something like that. That's what a mukbang is. This mm-hmm. one, they sat down, and they were like, mmm, this food's good. Yeah, I like this. This one's kind of tasty. Look how blue that one is. That w- that was like
2: the whole discussion right there. You know how how could they make what I hated already even worse?
3: Just well, get a bad guest. Episode? I
2: guess is the answer. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like I gave the last episode a zero. What the fuck am I supposed to do with this? I have to give it a minus one.
3: <laughs> well, that's not even. You say you give it a zero, is what you're saying.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. I'll give this episode a a two. You gave one and a half to the last episode, by the way. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. Is this better? A little bit, I think.
3: Uh, really? I the last one, it, it felt like it. Uh, I don't know. It felt like there was some weird weirdness to it because they're like... Maybe it's because last episode I was expecting because we had seen the documentary that Paris was going to come into this super serious and everything and and then we found out that in the documentary she was like, I want everybody to take me more seriously and stop treating me like a ditzy blonde. And then Mm -hmm. the last episode, that was the exact opposite of what we saw. And in this episode... I was used to that was what it was going to be. And so, to be honest, the Blender part actually did make me laugh for that reason. Right? And in the last episode, when they did things like that, I was just confused. Because I was like, "What? wait, what? (laughs) Paris is supposed to be serious Paris now. This is not serious Paris. So I think that's where it's coming
2: from. Cool. Uh, Let's go into some TV news. Uh, We have a lot to discuss here. Because Britney Spears' father... Said he will step down as a conservator, but not really, no, when, how, why, anything.
3: He has agreed to step down as the singer's conservator, pledging to participate in an orderly transition into a new legal arrangement, whatever that means. Uh, The pop store's lawyer said it was a major victory for Britney and another step towards justice, however, Jamie's lawyer... Insisted there were no actual grounds for him to step back and give, gave no timetable for when we, he would relinquish this role. Okay, so... Uh, yeah, so that means absolutely nothing. It's... Uh, he's, he said it, uh, so there could be some backlash to it if he doesn't do it, though. I guess that's the only thing, right, to say about it? Mm. I guess so. Because uh, now that he did say he was going to do it, uh if he doesn't do it as, at some point or even like make moves to try to do it people are going to be even more upset with him than they already are I think but I don't know
1: hmm
2: yeah i mean if he hasn't done it uh let's say in the next year and he's still there looching off her that's the thing though i'm afraid that that he has said this to get People offer uh, his
3: back. Uh, yeah, like, it, this is all just him buying time. Yeah, a ruse. Yes. Buying time to so that it, it, the, the scandal will die down and then nobody will notice when he doesn't do it. I mean, yeah, possible. Uh, but if, I mean, this is all in the courts now, so uh, I don't know if it is going to die down the way it would have before uh, now that it's in the courts.
2: I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe not Mm. Uh, I'm sure uh, Jake Paul is happy because uh, there are no charges for him in the 2020 Arizona looting case
3: Right, he filmed himself uh, in a looting spree in Arizona last year Uh, he live streamed himself Uh, Paul known for his viral YouTube pranks uh, was sure that's what he's known for uh, was being investigated... Not for being a huge douchebag. Uh, was being investigated after he found looting at a Scottsdale mall in May of 2020 at the height of the Black Lives Matter protests. Uh, misdemeanor charges had already been dismissed, uh, and now... Yeah, the there are no tra- But what I'm seeing is that the, the city, because this was like federal charges... That the city, uh, what was it, in Arizona, Scottsdale, they're gonna, mm. they now they're going to charge him. So,
2: yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, things we usually would talk about in the Jeremy round, but have to talk in the TV news round because it's fucking weird. Uh, YouTube removed an episode of HGH podcast citing uh, so its harassment policy.
3: What I'm going to understand it was actually two uh, and that they've they've gotten two strikes. So one of them yeah. uh, was for at least one of them. The other one we're not really sure what it was for or what it was, but one of we them was we know. for harassment policy or d- do you? Because I, I don't know then, I guess. Uh, uh, okay. Was for on an episode, August 4th episode, uh, Keemstar and Faze Banks talked about, uh, Keemstar dating a 20 year old. Mm. Then H3H3 did a podcast talking, talking about it, but also talking about Trisha Paytas doing a video about Keemstar dating a 20 year old. Um, and it, and then he gets a strike Uh, right after Keemstar posted, uh, what, a a tweet saying, you know, uh, uh, linking to YouTube saying, uh, this, I have a problem with this video. Um, seemingly that Keemstar, or at least they looked at it because Keemstar was saying he had a problem with it. That's what it seems like, allegedly, in Minecraft. (laughs)
2: Yeah, and uh, to make things even better, uh, Trisha went on Keemstar's podcast. What, a couple days later?
3: uh, Yeah. She goes on there wearing a Frenemies sweatshirt. The podcast hasn't even come out yet. Uh, We just know because there was a picture posted on social media with Keemstar giving the finger and Trisha sitting in between face banks and Keemstar uh, with the Frenemies Frenemies hoodie on.
2: Yeah.
3: And so... Uh, Ethan wasn't upset. Was upset about it. Posting to Twitter saying this makes me sad. Then Trisha posted, I don't know, thirty 50 tweets, videos? fifty <laughs> TikToks, like some, like at least three or four YouTube videos, talking about it. Um, just going off and off and off about it, and then even going into other things. Trisha always goes back to the original. YouTube video where uh, that Ethan made about her, and that she brought all that she just brings everything back up that already had kind of been hashed out in the original Frenemies podcast. You know, she's rehashing all this stuff, um, but Ethan's also, you know, being kind of being defensive. I can I can understand the thing where what Trisha is saying is that she went on Keemstar's podcast because she just wants to talk to the person. Because they have a disagreement and she wants to see if they can come to some understanding. Sure. Mm. And Ethan's looking at it going, she's wearing the Frenemies hoodie because she's trying to antagonize me, right? Which, yeah, yeah. In the picture, Keemstar's flipping the camera off, so that is probably what made him get antagonized, so I can understand that. And it's not really Trisha's fault that Keemstar flipped the camera off. Uh,. So maybe Ethan
2: is overreacting in that way. I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. I, I think one of the things that, that he said uh, uh, on Twitter, he said, get behind Hannah." messaged me immediately after Frenemies broke up trying to get uh, on the podcast. I knew it would be interesting show with lots of you uh, to, ha- to be had. I didn't even respond to her and still haven't. Something you just don't know. Do, I would never done that to Trisha, and I agree. He wouldn't. I, I I understand that he feels some kind of betrayal, and and it all
3: it also is because it's right after getting strikes, and I it yep. seems like he believes that Keemstar had something to do with the strikes, so he's already feels like Keemstar is attacking him, right? And then having Trisha on the podcast makes it feel like Trisha. Is on his, on Keem's team in attacking Ethan, and so I see why he perceives it that way. Not necessarily that it is that way, but that why he perceives it that way. Um, it's just weird to think that Ethan thinks that Keemstar got the podcast taken down, which I don't. Maybe Keemstar did. He denies it, but the whole one of the reasons they started beefing Keemstar and Ethan is because. Keemstar thought Ethan got his video taken down, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's yep. it's a whole shit show and uh, strangely enough I think this is all Keemstar's fault. I'm just I think I think Keemstar probably wanted Trisha on the show cuz he knew it would fuck with Ethan number 1. And mm-hmm. tri- if Trisha maybe didn't realize that that's what Keemstar was doing. Maybe Trisha did do this and she knew, okay, this is going to get a lot of views, it's going to be controversy, that's what I thrive off of as Trisha Paytas is controversy, that's what pays my bills, so I'm going to go on the Keemstar show. Or maybe she didn't know that it. It like it, uh, that Keemstar was doing this specifically probably to antagonize uh, Ethan, allegedly, right? So those are my two options. I don't know. Which one of those do you think it is? Do you think she did it on purpose or didn't do it on purpose?
2: I have a feeling she did it on purpose.
3: I have a feeling she did it on purpose, but not to hurt Ethan. I think she did it for the controversy to, you know, get her name out there, to have people talking about her.
2: That's what I think. Plug ity plug, plug, plug time. Look, uh, another digital at another digital citizen at gmail.com. That is our email address. Uh, you can email us about getting on the show, uh, questions about the show, random things, send a picture of your chinchilla. Yeah. Anything.
3: Anything. Okay. Uh, movie news. Uh,
2: we- we have also, a, well, almost, we also have a Twitter, at Podcast ADC, that's at Podcast ADC. Uh-huh. And we have a Facebook group, where you also can post things. It's another digital citizen on Facebook. Okay, now movie
3: news. Uh, Venom yes. uh, theatrical re- has a theatrical re- release delay amid Delta Surge. Uh, The decision comes amid surge of COVID-19 cases due in large part to the Delta variant. In recent weeks, uh, comfort level among moviegoers has plummeted from a pandemic high of 81% on July 11th to 66% as of Monday,
2: according to National Research Group. Okay. If they delay doing again, I will come over there and kill them.
3: Uh, who, who... who I don't even know who does Dune. Is it one that could end up on HBO Max easily? Yes. Okay. Yes. So that's that's it's a possibility. A... It could end up to go in that direction, but I mean they del- delayed it already so many times. Specifically, I think because they didn't want to put it on streaming service, right? So yeah,
2: yeah.
3: Not a good, not looking good for that for you, Fro. I I
2: wait. I I talked. I I listened back to our show. From last year uh, not last, yeah last year when we were predicted to like the best films of 2020 and I said uh, that was in January and I said oh I can't wait to December this was before the corona came out right and I listened back to the show we did this year in January when we talked about the most anticipated movies, and I said oh it's going to be in October I can't wait like if they delete now it- even more, I'm going to go cray cray. <laughs> yeah, I don't. But know. But I understand. I understand why. But it's just like, oh, so frustrating.
3: Well, I mean, you can only, you can only delay a movie so long, especially when it's uh, one that's going to have a lot of special effects in it, because mm. special effects can get dated. Fairly quickly. Like, look back at the oh, Matrix, yeah. the special effects in the Matrix, which were like, yeah. oh my god, this is the biggest, most g- giant special effects budget. Like, nobody's seen special effects like this. And now you look at it and you go, well, that looks silly. So, yeah. Or Jurassic Park.
2: Yeah, Jurassic Park. Remember how uh, amazing Jurassic Park was when it came back? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of examples of, you know, uh,
3: yeah, you delay it too long and it's not gonna look right. So Yeah. Or either that or you're gonna have to spend a lot of money to update the the CGI and stuff, so
2: Hey last week I talked about uh Ariana Grande Fortnite concert. Uh, well uh, Free Guy guy Free Guy guy. <laughs> uh, gets the Fortnite skin. Right, Free Guy
3: the movie in another day ending in why. Fortnite is having a new crossover event uh, with a new Free Guy skin and emote, and it was inevitable that Free Guy would get a Fortnite crossover in some way. Uh, Fortnite is slowly gobbling up every video game and pop culture IP known to man. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know. This isn't that interesting to me because I don't play Fortnite, but uh, it's an interesting, Mm -hmm. it's interesting in a marketing perspective (laughs) that this isn't just happening with movies and not just with Fortnite. Remember there was like that... There's been concerts on roadblocks and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the... I mean, these are games that are primarily played by kids, what, under 14?
2: Something around... Something
3: around yeah. there. Under 13, around 13, under 13. Um, and so they're trying... The, uh, what I see out of this is they're, they're targeting that demographic for these... Mm-hmm. For certain things and free guy obviously is something they're targeting at those this younger demographic so um
2: yeah i guess that's what they're going for i've seen some movies this week i'm going to start with the suicide squad uh the updated version of suicide squad Mm -hmm. because it has the in front of it starring flula right okay (laughs) yes only flula uh, he was the only one in this movie. Uh, Even though it's called Suicide Squad, yeah,
3: <laughs> right. That would yeah, be so
2: yeah, funny. Yeah, he plays the whole squad. He's every character. He, he's every character. Uh, okay, so first and foremost, he did the first one. Shit movie. We well, all agree. Yeah, everybody yes. agrees. Yes. Um, so when we have this uh, out of the way, I really like this movie. This is my favorite uh, DC movie of all time. Oh, cool. But that's not saying a lot, because DC movies are shit. Right. Uh, I am sorry to say that uh, for DC fans. I'm not a big DC fan. But uh, this is definitely my favorite. Uh, I think it is extremely funny. It is extremely out there. It is very popcorn I think this has gotten uh, a lot of backflap because of uh, what is it is, because it's a, a remake of The Suicide Squad way too early, I do agree on that, but Idris Elba was in- amazing in this. I will give you this look, John Cena was fucking amazing in this movie. I think this is John Cena's best movie so far.
3: I think I heard uh, that. Oh, I think you already told me that. But yeah,
2: <laughs> okay. Yeah, really like this. Uh, Val- Valoya Davis was fun. Sylvester Stallone, uh, very fun. Yeah, I, I, I just can't say uh, anything extremely bad about this. I will say that I do compare uh, DC and Marvel movies, and I, I will, I will uh, hardly admit I am. A bigger Marvel fan than I am a DC m- movie fan, but that's on the movie side of things. Story-wise, I th- I think this is just a extremely fun, upbeat movie, and I I'm going to maybe surprise people by giving this as uh, as high rating as I do. But I give it an eight. I I I stand behind that. It's it's really one of my favorite movies this year. I'm yeah, I don't excited.
3: watch superhero movies, but. And, and I don't know if it's just really good marketing or what, but I do kind of want to see this specific superhero movie. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that's just great marketing or th- that it, uh, like you said, it's it looks more just kind of um, fun and funny than seri- a serious superhero movie. So.
2: Oh, it's uh, like if you if you go for having a serious uh, super movie, this is not your movie. Right. If you like, if you want the fun rump, this is your movie.
3: Okay, cool. And that, that's totally yeah. what I yeah, that's what I want to see. Uh, let's see, what did I see? I saw Playing God, which I think we talked yeah. about
2: last week. We did because I saw that last week.
3: Oh right, okay. Um, it's a we talked about it in, yeah we talked about it in like the the extra movie round right um mm-hmm. it's about a con a couple of con artists a brother and sister team i guess of con artists mm-hmm. um and they the brother gets in a bunch of trouble with what a not a bookie but like somebody who lends you money uh he owes this guy <laughs> a bunch of money they they don't have the money to pay him so they need to con somebody to get some money to pay this you know debt uh otherwise they say they're gonna kill him, obviously. So they find they find somebody who has a job for them, you know, a con con job. And it's mm. this billionaire who has been spending what, the last few years after his wife died Um trying to find God. And uh literally trying to find God in all the ways you can. What ayahuasca and uh, going to like a Buddhist temple and meditating, or you know all the what cliche ways of trying to find God. But he's he's a billionaire, so he can go wherever he wants and do all the ways of trying to find God. Uh, and so they come to him pretending to be angels and that say that they can introduce him to God. Um,
2: do you know why I thought I saw this last week? Look, uh, no. Because I saw it on Wednesday, and I thought I, I talked about it on the podcast last week because because we, we did the show cycle. on Tuesday. Yes.
3: Okay. Well, we did the show <laughs> on Tuesday when we both talked about it in at the end of the show, and we both yes. said it, that was the movie we really wanted to see. Also. Yes. So. And
2: then I saw it on Wednesday, and I thought I thought talked about it. That's funny. <laughs> okay. Well, what do you think about this? I guess I loved it. It was so fun.
3: Pretty indie, you know, not like a high-budget film in any way whatsoever, but the story is
2: super fun. Uh, Alan Ma- Tudyk was so fun as a gangster in this role. and Alan Michael McKean, McKean uh, yeah, pretending to God. play God. It yeah. <laughs> was so funny. Really, really good. I really like this movie. And
3: the ending has a pretty good twist ending, yes.
2: actually. Like, yes. I
3: which... Didn't seem like this movie was a movie that would have that kind of ending, just because it's you know, it's a comedy kind of um, heist movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Those usually don't end in the way that this ended, but it. I really liked that ending. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought the whole thing wrapped up really well. Um, in the end, at the very end of the whole thing. So overall, let's see. I gave this a seven.
2: I gave it a seven
3: point five. Okay, yeah, I, I mean, I probably could be persuaded to go up to a 7.5, but I, I thought it's 7. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I saw a movie that you have said I must, must watch. Uh, it is Stalker, or Blinders. Uh, uh, depends where, where you see it, I guess. Uh, it's about uh, Andy that goes to Los Angeles, uh, where he befriends this rideshare driver called Roger... But uh, Roger is a little uh, strange, <laughs> to say it mildly. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm not going to uh, uh, spoil this movie for anybody. But holy fuck, this was one of my favorite movies this year. Look, I love this movie. Uh, you gave it an eight. I remember that because guess what? I gave it a nine. I I I just thought the I have to, oh, I really want to talk about the twist at the ending there. But the twist that ending is I didn't see it coming at all. Well
3: it's because it like double twists on you. Where like you see yes. the twist and you're like, oh that yeah, that's the twist, and then they they yeah. flip it back on you and go, Nope, that wasn't the twist, this is the twist. Nope.
2: <laughs> this is the yeah. twist on the twist, yeah. Loved it. Nine uh, Maybe one of my favorite moves this year. Yeah, it's
3: definitely up there. Uh, very, Like I said, I think I ha- it has a possibility of being in the top five, but, I, you know, we'll okay, see. We're only halfway definitely. through the year, kind of, at this point. Yeah, a little yeah, over. Yeah. Uh, I saw Enemies of the State, a documentary. Um, Without sound. Well, we'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> s- <laughs> Let me review the movie first, because I actually did see the movie. Uh, it's about a guy named Matt DeHart, who was targeted by... The government, by the US government, uh, when he, uh, for allegedly having uh, documents that revealed wrongdoing of the CIA, so they, the government, um, targeted him and his family. Uh, it is somewhat terrifying, right? Because uh, this is all a real thing. Uh, and also very um, interesting, I guess is the bit, be- mm-hmm. like. It's a very good story. The documentary is put together well, but it is—they're not trying to go out of the box of standard documentary
2: filmmaking. So overall, I gave this a seven as well. But look, tell me uh, two sentences about your experience watching this movie for the first time.
3: <laughs> well, it was on sale on YouTube Movies, so and I just <laughs> saw it there. It was like pretty cheap. I think it was like six bucks, you know, five ninety-nine, something like that. Super cheap. And I was like, okay, whatever. I'll just buy that. And so I I go and start to watch it, and the audio of the thing is totally fucked up. So I, you know, they have an option that, like, uh, do you want a refund? And I I say, I type in the refund thing, and it has options, uh, and it says, is there an audio problem? And I say, yep, there's an audio problem. And I get a thing back, and it says, you already started watching the film. You can't get a refund. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? How would I know if there was an audio problem unless I had watched the film, right? And at the time, the, there was a thing on the movie that said how many people had watched it. And I, I was the only person... It had one view on the film mm-hmm. because it had just come out. It was a brand new movie. Um, or at least on, on YouTube. Uh, and so... I waited a little bit. I think it was till the next day and it said four people had watched it. And then I looked into the comments and somebody else had said, uh, refund my money. I have no problem stopping my subscription, uh, when I'm late. Another person saying there's hardly any audio. I can't hear the speaking at all. Um, and then somebody also wrote, WTF and then just put do not rent do not rent do not rent with giant excla- exclamation <laughs> points across like the comments so I wasn't the, yeah. I definitely wasn't the only pr- person and somebody else wrote like under my comment saying uh, I, I'm still trying to get a refund so after that it was a little weird that all of a sudden they deleted the view count on not only mm-hmm. the enemy of the states uh, movie channel but I went through a bunch of other movies, and all of those view counts are now gone too. So yep. I don't know what's going on over at YouTube, but it's very, that's very shady, and I, like,
2: uh, yeah, just don't rent that movie from YouTube, I guess is my the moral of the story. That is the moral of the story. Another movie that you should definitely not rent is Snake Eyes, G.I. Joe Origins, because holy shit, what a boring fucking movie. Uh, this is maybe one of the least favorite movies of the year. That sang a lot. Okay. Uh, I, I like. Okay, so I went into this. Oh, this is going to be okay popcorn movie. I thought it would be around five somewhere. Uh, it's just extremely uninteresting uh, about this like uh, snake eyes like honor and uh, alliances and. And what it says... Uh, and it's such a prequel to G.I. Joe as well. Like, G.I. Joe is not a good movie. So how do you make a prequel to a bad movie? Yeah, well, you make it even worse. So it's just a boring mess. I give it a four. Okay, yeah. Um,
3: I I kind of want to see it, right? But uh, I've heard bad things and then you say it's bad, so... But that also, yeah. in a way, makes me want to see it just because maybe it's really bad. <laughs> so I'm very confused by if I want to see this Snake Eyes or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last thing I saw, I saw with you. So if there's anything else you watched. Nope. Nope. The we both saw, saw this,
2: would
3: you? a movie on Netflix called Beckett. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh,
3: starring... Who, who? What was the guy's name? I don't even remember. guy. Uh, John David Washington, who is... Mm-hmm. Somebody's son, right? We figured out he was Denzel like Washington. Denzel Washington's son. I knew it was some something. Mm-hmm. Um He what? He plays a guy who is in Greece, we figured out. It took us a while to figure yes. out what country it was. We in. were
2: a hundred and ten percent sure he was in France. Right, a for a while. The
3: movie. Yeah. Yes. Um <laughs> but right he gets in a car crash. On accident, he falls asleep at the wheel. They crash into a building. Uh, he sees some people through the windshield. Uh, he go- his w- wife, girlfriend, girlfriend, dies um, in the car crash. He goes to the hospital, mm-hmm. and uh, when he gets out of the hospital, he's all of a sudden, what, on the run from some people who are trying to kill him because of what he saw in the building he crashed his car into. Uh, and they are the police. Well, one of them, at least, is is a, one police officer yeah. at the beginning, and then there's a, a lady who we don't know. It's just a random lady. Um, uh, yeah, and so he's trying to get to the U.S. Embassy to seek asylum, uh, and so it's him on the run, most of the movie. What would you say? Two-thirds of the movie is him on the run, and then yeah. the last third, yeah. he gets to the asylum, and then uh, shenanigans happen, right? Uh. Mm. Yeah, it was pretty good. A little slow at the beginning. Actually, really slow at the beginning.
2: Very slow. But you said to me, and I find this a little interesting. At the end, you were like, there's something weird about this movie. There's something special about this movie. And then you went a little silent, and then you said, I know what it is. This music doesn't have any music.
3: This scene doesn't have any
2: music, correct? Yeah.
3: Right. Uh, There was a scene where it's like this... He's running after the bad guy who just he just saw the main bad guy, uh, in a crowd, and so he's running mm-hmm. through the crowd trying to catch this person. And you would normally have that action music in the background where it's like, or something like mm-hmm. that, you know, as he as he's running to like increase the tension of the moment. But in this, it's just like the crowd noise and the and the footsteps. You get no yeah. action yeah. music, and
2: it's just. It's refreshing, but it also feels very weird. It's refreshing and weird. I will say this is the most indie Netflix movie I have ever seen.
3: I wouldn't say that at all, but...
2: No? No, I've seen a lot of really
3: indie Netflix movies, but...
2: Oh, uh, well, uh, what I mean is, like, this is made for Netflix, where it feels very indie as uh, as well. Oh. uh... I think it does. Uh, I, I don't know. I I haven't thought about that, I guess. Okay. But yeah, no, I'm very much like this. Uh, what would you give it? Uh, I gave this a, a
3: 6.5. Yeah, I gave it a 7.5. All right. Uh, E.O. I think that was all we watched this week in movies. Uh, something that came out this week. Don't
2: Breathe 2. Electric Boogaloo. Walker.
3: Yeah, I don't think I ever saw the first one of these. I, I kind of looked into it, and I don't remember it, at least. i love the first one. Failed. The gun is in my hand.
0: Sorry. I'll make it next time.
1: You almost got me, didn't you, boy? We had a lot of fun
0: today. I can
3: take her again next week. Oh, home safe. That was a... Whoa. Mm. Jump scare in the trailer. Generally, want to leave your jump scares out of the trailer, because... Mm -hmm. Once you see the movie the jump scares ruined because you saw it in the trailer, but that's fine
2: Yeah, I'm really curious if you like the first one. I really like the first one, But I have heard this is abysmal
3: I mean if I did see it and I don't remember it. That's not a good sign for if I liked it or not No, that's true
0: Me, you need to be scared of, little girl. But the man standing next to you. Now I don't know who he is, but I know who he's not. Should I tell her or you?
3: you? See, I feel like I would have remembered Stephen Lang in a movie like this, but.
0: Mm. He's gonna come for me.
2: I like this trailer. Makes it looks in- interesting, at least.
3: Yeah, this part's a little s- like slow for a trailer. Have a bunch yeah. of black blackness, but this might be like an extended trailer or something because it is what three minutes long.
2: So yeah. <laughs> don't speak. I don't know what you're saying. I like the, that he knows where the, where they are standing because he can feel the waves. I like that. Right, and you got the element surprise and everything, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what is this Oscar-nominated movie all about, Luke?
3: A blind veteran must use his military training to save a young orphan from a group of thugs who break into his home. Uh, 6.3 out of 10 on IMDb, 46% on Rotten Tomatoes, but 87% on Fandango, and 91% of Google users liked it. Those scores are from the top to the bottom, basically.
2: Yeah. That's what I I like uh, about uh, watching this. It's like, you either hate it or or you love it. Uh, For example, Jodie Flood... Uh, she hated this movie gave it uh, one star Terrible movie if you like the first don't breathe. I would not recommend you watching this one. It has ab- Absolutely no relation or similarity to the original movie at all I cannot comprehend why they wrote such a different story when viewers enjoyed what I've seen in the first movie instead they choose to screen something completely different to uh, ...to uh, what one would expect. It completely shapes everything... ...and it might as well be a total different movie altogether, unfortunately. Go, watch Blair, Witch, go watch Blair Witch 2 and tell me... Yes. <laughs> oh my god, I hate that movie. Uh, then uh, Arena Davis gave it five stars... ...and said, just saw this movie in theaters... ...and it was the most definitely worth it... ...and I joined Thriller Movies... The actors were great. The whole production of the movie was amazing and definitely worth watching. It was unexpected turns at points you would think uh, that you would think, but it turned out to be something completely different, which I loved about it. There was not uh, there was not one time where I uh, wasn't intrigued to see what was going to happen uh, next, and not one boring moment. Ten out of ten, would definitely recommend it. I would also recommend uh, watching it at the movie theaters for a better experience.
3: Oh, that was a good lead into a couple that I got on the Facebook. Uh, Johnson Robinson says, "Where can I watch this movie? Because I don't want to go to the movie theaters." Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm getting. I mean, there were a lot of people talking about that on the Facebook uh, again, which like. I haven't seen a like we I had seen a lot of that with movies that only came into theaters a few months ago and it kinda had died down but now it's definitely back like we had talked about in mm-hmm. in the news. Um I got one from Crystal Roop says this movie was amazing. I would one hundred percent recommend. We need more movies like this to be made. Um Trudy Shaw says, I'm not gonna say it was good as the original, but it was an okay movie. Uh, and Adrian Truska says, well, it's it's really not great. I wanted it to be. It has its cool moments for sure, but it's a bit dragged out. The first one was great. This one was kind of average which, with a few cool scenes here and there. Okay.
2: Hmm. Also,
3: yeah. I mean, it, it, it seems like that's kind of... Uh, run-of-the-mill for a sequel to a horror movie is, like, it's just a little slightly mm. not as good as the, the original. That's always how it is.
2: Mm-hmm. Also coming out this week, Respect. Following the rise of uh, Rita Franklin's career from the child singing in her father's church choir to her international superdom, it's a remarkable true story of a music icon's journey to find her voice, directed by Liesl Tommy, has 7 out of 10 on Arm the Bee, 64% on Rotten Tomatoes, 92% of Google users like this movie, with uh, Jennifer Hudson in the lead as Sarita Franklin, Meryl Waynes, J- Mary J. Blige, uh, Queen Latifah is in this. Uh,
3: Buckley's Chance, uh, Lost and Alone in the Harsh Australian Outback, 12-year-old Ridley, finds an unlikely ally in a wild dog. Together, they embark on a journey of adventure and survival to find their way home. 40% on Rotten Tomatoes. 2 out of 5 on Common Sense Media. 5 out of
2: 10 on IMDb. Uh, yeah. Emma. Uh, Emma and Gaston are a young couple who adopt Polo, a young boy. Hey, however, they are unable to raise him and give him back. Uh, the couple must deal with the aftermath of, uh, of a failed adoption as their household, uh, household falls apart. Directed by Pablo Lorraine. Uh, this has 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb, 89% of Rotten Tomatoes, 71% on Metacritic, 75% of Google users like this movie. It has uh, nobody I know of.
3: Uh, the meaning of Hitler? An interrogation of the culture's fascination with Hitler and Nazism is set against the backdrop of the current rise of white supremacy and the normalization of anti-Semitism and the weaponization of history itself. Uh, 86% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's pretty good. 7.5 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, It's a documentary directed by Petra Epperlin and Michael Tucker.
2: Let's talk about uh, the Jacksepticeye movie. I mean, oh, Free Guy. Uh, when a <laughs> teller discovers he's an actual background player in an open-world video game, he decides to become uh, the hero of his own, one that he can rewrite himself. In a world where there's no limits, he has determined to save the day his way before it's too late, and maybe find a little romance. 83% of Metacritic's. Uh, six no eighty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Sorry about that. Sixty four percent on Metacritic. Ninety percent of Google users like this movie, with uh, Ryan Reynolds, Judy Kumer, Pokemon, uh, and Jacksepticeye. Uh, yeah, what
3: do we want to see? I I'm, I want to see Free Guy. I uh, I want to see
2: Free Guy as well.
3: Okay. Uh, yeah. Audible Trial oh wait we didn't ever get anything from Audible Trial so we're still waiting for Aww. that Uh, Aww. coming next week News of the Week TV and Movies of the Week uh, Emmy Predictions for 2021 uh, another digital review of Paw Patrol the movie uh, have you ever seen Paw Patrol before Fro? I
2: have sadly yes
3: I've seen a f- an episode or two Yeah.
2: Um, yes sadly I have and Cooking with Paris uh, episode 3 should we do some SummerSlam predictions? Is that funny? Um
3: I don't have any idea Yeah, probably not, because I don't even know what's going on, so
2: <laughs> that'd just kinda be boring. Luke doesn't follow wrestling at all. No <laughs> Yeah no, I, I'm I'm not super excited for SummerSlam. I am excited for for NXT though. I'm probably going to watch it still, but we'll see.
3: Uh, let's see what. T- let's see who's on. Cooking with Paris next. Uh, Nikki Glaser is going to be on the next. Oh Cooking yeah, the comedian. With Paris. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You kind of like. You, no, you don't like her, right?
3: Uh, I like. I have no problem with any of her stand up. I just it's not not really my thing. Your cup of tea. Right. I, I, there's not yeah. never. I've never seen her stand up or anything and been like. Oh wow, that's amazing! So um, it's just mm. like yeah, I n- I've never really been that into her as as a comedian. I think she's fine. She's
2: uh, I I like some of her stuff. Oh okay. I I have a tendency to uh, think she's uh, uh, someone else, but uh, yeah, I don't really remember. She kind of looks like someone else.
3: Oh uh, sure, I mean yeah, that happens with like celebrities who do like similar things and then like have the same mm-hmm. you know hair or something yeah i can understand that uh, uh let's see youtube yeah. stuff you know cody co the youtuber i do know Cody Ko. yeah uh they got covid him and his wife so that was not great oh yeah uh, i mean it's surging in california which is where they're at so not good
2: uh, I watched uh, uh, Elijah Wood uh, on uh, First three Feast. That was interesting. Oh, did you watch He's... that? I didn't watch it. I saw so it yeah. was recommended. Um, it was in my
3: recommended. I just didn't actually watch it.
0: Yeah.
2: And then I I saw uh, this episode of of Joe Rogan uh, talking about the Taliban taking over uh, Afghanistan yesterday. Uh,
3: like the whole thing, or just like a clip of of him talking about that? Yeah, yeah. Really, I, I don't know if I saw it or not. Let me. Uh, I probably didn't. Who was he talking to? Yeah. Uh,
2: Lex Friedman.
3: Oh, I know the name, but I couldn't. I could not even. Yeah. Tell you who he was. Is he a right wing guy? I'm assuming.
2: I I don't know. I, I just watched the clip. Um,
3: <laughs> yeah, there was this whole Rogan it- thing this week where he cited a study about vaccines saying that uh, w- vaccines that are not 100% effective cause viruses to mutate. Uh, and he was like, citing this oh very specific, uh, very specific study and people looked into it and the study was about vaccines for chickens.
2: <laughs> okay right so he, reminder Joe Rogan's not a doctor everybody <laughs> uh, have you seen this no, new Boston dynamic video look no uh, did you post it somewhere yeah I did Okay. I, I posted it uh, on your private messaging okay uh, uh, I really want to see this because I haven't seen it either
3: while I'm pulling it up let's talk about uh, twitch gambling Twitch gambling okay. I don't know if you've heard anything about what's going on with twitch they just no they changed all their policy on like gambling streams which okay. are like a big thing on Twitch people just sit there and, and or do online gambling like slots and other types of you know poker and things like that and people watch it on okay. Twitch people love it on Twitch. Uh, They just changed their policy so that... um, I think it's specifically people who are profiting off of... Like, people who are, say, they are gambling on a certain site and that site is paying them to put up an affiliate code that sends people to the site from them uh, and they're making profit off of that. I think that Twitch made it illegal to basically... Profit off of affiliate codes when gambling on Twitch, uh, which is like a huge change for that community, I guess. I don't know. I think it's good because, you know, mm. gambling, especially for people on Twitch who are like a very young audience, uh, mm-hmm. that could be very bad uh, to try to like, what is it? What's the word for it? Glorify gambling, right? So. Mm
2: hmm. Yeah, no, I haven't heard about anything about.
3: Yeah, look into the Twitch gambling stuff. It's there. There's a few people that like uh, have gone down for, uh, you know, diff- have gotten in a lot of trouble for the Twitch gambling stuff. So uh,
2: look into it, I guess. Yeah, now the latest thing I saw with Twitch was the ASMR thingy. that where they they, uh, know the hot Tub streamers that was in trouble because they showed too much. They showed, oh,
3: like, too much nudity or something?
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay.
3: All right, let's watch this video.
2: Uh, Okay. Give me a countdown whenever uh, you're... So for people that doesn't know what Boston Dynamics is, they are this very, very scary company that makes robots that I'm super scared of.
3: Right, they're... uh, (laughs) They're financed by the Defense Department, I believe, so... Yep. Yeah. Let's watch this. In three, two, one. Play. Okay, you okay, got a walking robot. He's stepping. Oh, he's doing like. Uh, what is that? American. This is like American Ninja Warrior. Parkour. Yeah, yeah.
2: Parkour, kind of. It looks so natural. Look, this is fucking scary. Ugh.
3: That He's looked jumping. a little too, the jump right there, uh, there. Some of the walking looks a little stilted, like at certain uh, points, but when he jumped like that, it looked like it, uh, there was a human just inside of like a suit. Oh, uh,
2: looks too real. I don't like this look. It almost looks computer animated. Yes, but I don't, I know it's not, oh my God. It's too jumping in synchronized They're now. doing backflips now.
3: Uh. And the one did the shoulder brush off that was <laughs> yeah. hasn't been cool for like 15, 20 years. Oh. Why didn't the other I'm one just dab scared. on them?
2: I'm so scared, Luke. They're going to take us, aren't they?
3: Uh, yeah, but the AI has to take over first, and once the AI takes over, then the AI will control them, and then they'll kill us. That's how it's going to work. So we mm-hmm. just got to wait for the AI to figure out that we're bad for the planet, and then, it, and then boop, we're done.
2: Can I predict one thing for next week, Luke? Predict something? Okay. Yeah. I will predict that the CM Punk returns this Friday. I know I alluded to it, but uh, I, I really do think so.
3: Okay. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Anything else? Uh. Interesting. Oh. Did you hear about the guy? This is kind of sad to be honest. But he, he murdered his children because he thought they were reptile beings that were Aww. gonna grow up and murder him. Oh, because is he sad. Fu- he followed like QAnon and like reptili. He thought reptilian, you know, theory was real, and so he thought that his the mother had, uh. Hadn't ins- had put reptilian DNA into the children, and that they were evil or whatever is very sad. How old are they? Uh, very like one, I think was one
2: was one and one was under one. Yeah, that's terrible.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: let's end with something more fun, something yeah. light. Uh, cool. I am uh looking forward to something on on Netflix. Uh, I really want to see this uh, new thing that's coming out uh, called A Murder's M- Memory about Denise Nielsen. I'm really looking forward to that. I think it came out today. Okay, cool. Uh,
3: yeah, yeah, I... I don't know if there's anything really I'm super excited for, like, TV-wise this week, but uh, I definitely... Oh, The Share. The Share is going to be interesting. I saw that the Val movie is out, and I don't know if I should see it or not. The what movie? The one about Val Kilmer that we watched the, the preview of. Oh, for? the sad one. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: I don't think I want to see that. Yeah, I'm not really sure if I want to see it or not. You know, I'm really looking forward to the share. Do you know what a share is, Luke? Is it about share? No, no. <laughs> it's it's about this. Uh, it's with Sandra. Oh, Luke loves Sandra, favorite f- actress of all time. Right, she's not stilted at all. <laughs> okay, I think that's everything. Uh, thank you for a long show, Luke. Yeah, that was a fun one. Okay, bye everybody. Goodbye, everybody.
1: Bye everybody.
0: Another digital another digital another digital citizen.
1: Another digital citizen, a digital citizen.
0: Another digital citizen. Another digital
3: citizen.
1: Another digital citizen. Patriotism. Citizen. Patriotism.